Hey, it's Deborah Adams, and you're listening to the Everyday Christlike Podcast, where we focus on representing Christ each and every day. Be blessed as you listen. You know what I love about Everyday Christlike? I love that even though we're miles apart, some of us are even in different states, that we can all still do life together. You know, as I share my experiences on these podcasts, I'm reminded that the things that I deal with, the fears I face, the temptations, the challenges that God helps me to overcome are being experienced by other people too. At least that's what I read in my Bible, that everyone faces temptation. It's common to all men, that God helps us no matter who we are because he's no respecter of persons and that he delivers us from everything. He may take us through it or he may remove it, but that's his choice. I hope that no one is feeling alone or isolated in their troubles today. That's why we share. That's why we hope that we're living our lives in such a way that we can be a light in your darkness, that we can be a flicker of hope on this candle that is shining for you so that it will help you in everyday life. So today's podcast I'm calling Keep On Running. Let's start with prayer. Father, I thank you for today's podcast and I thank you for the experience that you gave me that I'm going to share today. I pray that it will help others. I pray, Father, it will encourage us not to quit, but to keep on pressing, to keep on moving, to stay in the race because ultimately you have won and you have given us the prize. I thank you, Father. Anoint my words. Let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, you know, I'm a morning person. I usually get up before my husband so I can get a little bit of me time, which is really me and God time. And last week while I was praying and I was calling out the names of the people as they were coming to mind, I had the most wonderful experience. So I'm praying away and I began to call out a specific individual and God just started to flood my mind with scripture after scripture. He would give me one. I would speak it out loud. Then he'd give me another one. I would speak it out loud. And we flowed in this way for quite a while. And it was while we were flowing in this way that I noticed that there was sort of a pattern or a theme to what I was praying. All of the scriptures were dealing with not quitting. They were about pressing on. They were about running the race. And so I got a piece of paper and a pen to make some notes when I heard the Holy Spirit say, keep on running. And I knew that I had to study this out and then be able to share it with you in this podcast. So let's start by looking at Apostle Paul and what he says about running this race that we call life with our prize being salvation. I'm using the names of God version of the Bible if you want to follow along. Recall that Paul was a leader among the Jewish religion. He was looked up to. He had a zeal for God that caused him to see the followers of Jesus Christ as being blasphemous or a threat to society. Then, in this miraculous encounter with the resurrected Christ, Paul sees the errors of his way, so to speak, and he becomes a follower of the Messiah. After conversion, he travels on several missionary journeys journeys that take him all over the Middle East. And during that time, he's sharing the truth that Jesus Christ was the long-awaited Messiah and how 
through faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus, people could come into relationship with God. He explained that the Jewish law and traditions have had their role, but it was through faith in the work of Jesus's sacrifice and resurrection that Jews and also Gentiles were to be saved. Well, of course, this message was turning the world upside down and it was not embraced by everybody. In fact, the persecution in Paul's life was going to be so intense that in the early chapter of the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit actually telling Paul, or rather warning Paul, that he was going to experience a lot of suffering in every city that he went to, and in some of them, he was even going to be imprisoned. It became so bad that at one point, his own disciples, the men that were with him and the women that were with him, were telling Telling him to change his plans so that he wouldn't have to suffer so much. But this is what I love. I love that God uses Paul to make the point to his brothers that he must continue the work no matter what comes, not letting fear or even the anticipation of this persecution slow him down. Let's look at Acts 20, 24. He starts out here and it says, but I don't place any value on my own life. That's a sermon in itself. Then he goes on and he says, I want to finish the race I'm running. I want to carry out the mission that I received from the Lord Yeshua, meaning Jesus Christ, the mission of testifying to the good news of God's kindness. Later in Paul's life, during his second trip to Rome, he was actually imprisoned. And from the prison, Paul wrote the second letter to Timothy. And I'm going to be reading 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Paul says, My life is coming to an end, and it is now time for me to be poured out as a sacrifice to God. So it sounds like Paul is anticipating his death to be very soon. Historians seem to agree that Paul was most likely beheaded at the order of Nero, the Roman emperor and a hater of Christians. But he goes on in verse 7, and Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have completed the race. I have kept the faith. Now, if you read everything that goes on in the suffering and the persecution and the hardships that were faced by Paul over his entire lifetime, you will realize that this is an outstanding confession. I have kept the faith. This is what it means to keep on running. So Paul continues in verse 8 and he says, The prize that shows I have God's approval is now waiting for me. The Lord, who is a fair judge, will give me that prize on that day. He will give it not only to me, but also to everyone who is eagerly waiting for him to come again. So this is really exciting news for us because we qualify there. We who have received Jesus as our personal Savior will receive the prize that Christ is going to have on that day, the day of his return. We have to finish this race, though. We have to finish it for ourselves. No one else can finish our race for us, and we can't look to Paul's accomplishment and claim it for ourselves. So let's look at one more exhortation from Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.24. He's speaking of a natural race when he says, Don't you realize that everyone who runs in a race runs to win? 
Run like they do. Run so you can win. When I read this, the phrase that really jumped out at me was run like them. Run like the winner does. I had to go back to my days of track and field and recall, you know, what did my gym teacher share with us? What did the coaches teach us that we were to do in order to have a chance to be the winner of these races? And I came up with five key points that my coach would always talk about year after year. And what was so amazing is that each one of these points has a scriptural principle behind it. Let's look at the five characteristics of a winner and we're going to start with qualification. First of all, a person has to qualify to be in the race. Let's take the Boston Marathon, for example. On race day, you can't just walk into that crowd and claim, I'm going to race today, put on a number and get to race. No, you have to qualify to race in the Boston Marathon by participating in a lot of smaller races over the year prior to the marathon. There's certain times that you have to get, you have to be seasoned, and you have to kind of run these races before they're going to allow you to run this 26-mile race. So there's this qualification that takes place in that race. Well, Paul here is talking about a qualification too. Look at Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14. Here Paul says, You heard and believed the message of truth, the good news that he has saved you. In him you were sealed with the Holy Spirit whom he promised. This Holy Spirit is the guarantee that we will receive our inheritance. If you look at that, Paul is saying salvation is one of the qualifications that we have to have to run in this race and to claim our inheritance or our heavenly prize. Qualifying for the race was the brunt of Paul's message in all that he does. Believing and acting on the gospel message that even though we're sinners, God loves us and he created a way for us to be forgiven and to have relationship with him. That the way to that relationship is through Jesus Christ. Jesus became the bridge by coming to the earth, living a sin-free life, dying on the cross to take our place as a sacrifice, and God raising him from the dead, giving him power over sin and death. And then God seated Jesus at his own right hand, and he's given Jesus authority over everything. So that's the gospel message. And for us to qualify, we have to put our faith that this work that Jesus did is how we can get into relationship with God. But we must be willing to repent of our sin and we must be willing to walk out the rest of our life with Jesus Christ leading us each and every day. That is how we qualify in this race. The most important question that I just have to ask you is, do you qualify for the race? If you're not sure that you qualify for this race, you can ask Jesus to forgive you, to take away your sin right now, and he will do that for you. If you have more questions or you want somebody to pray with you, please reach out to us and we would be happy to connect with you.
Okay, so let's continue on with this second winning key. We talked about qualifications. Now what do we need? We need to know our goal. There's no point in running a race if you don't have any idea where the finish line is. So in this race that we're talking about, we are considering a couple things as our goal. First of all, it's salvation. That's the primary goal in our race as we saw in qualification. But also there's daily living, daily living, living out our life as God would have us to live is also one of our goals. And we have to keep our eyes focused on that in order to be a winner. Titus 2, 11 through 13 says it's best. And I'm going to quote here. It says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It, the grace of God, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passion and helps us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present life while we wait for the blessed hope, the coming of Jesus Christ. So our goal of salvation and our goal of daily living in righteousness is both addressed. In Philippians 3, Paul is saying, I run straight toward the goal to win the prize that God's heavenly call offers in Christ Yeshua. So the goal is extremely important. We've qualified. We've got our eyes on the goal. And now what do we need to do? Well, now we got to start physically training for this race. And not only physically, but we need to also include how we spend our time, what we eat, how much rest do we get, and just all the overall strategy for race day. Those are all part of the training. The Bible has a lot to say about the importance of training. And I'm just going to use three scriptures here. 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, Everyone who enters an athletic contest goes into strict training. They do it to win a temporary crown, but we do it to win one that will be permanent. 1 Timothy 4.7 says, Train yourself to live a godly life. And again, in Titus 2.12, God's loving kindness trains us to avoid ungodly lives filled with worldly desires so that we can live self-controlled, moral, and godly lives in this present world. Training is a lifelong activity for those of us who call Jesus Christ Lord. The training manual is the Bible, the Word of God, and our coach is Jesus Christ, who leads us into all truth. But with that, we we have a winning combination. So we've talked about qualification. We talked about the goal. We talked about training. And now what do we need to do? We need to persevere in the race. The winner of the race does not give up. They keep on running no matter what, no matter how tired they get, no matter how thirsty they get, no matter how hungry they get, no matter how discouraged they get. Even if they trip and fall, the winning attitude is to get back up and to keep on running. They will persevere. And I love what Hebrews 12.1 talks about here. Hebrews says, Since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must rid ourselves of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. 
I think that it's very, very important that we understand that sin in this scripture did not disqualify us from the race. No, sin definitely distracted us. It definitely becomes a weight. It slows us down. But for the saved individual, sin does not disqualify us. Remember, when we mess up, Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, will be our advocate. And in 1 John 1, 9, it says, God is faithful and reliable. If we confess our sins, he forgives them and he cleanses us from everything that we have done wrong. Now also, when running a race, the coaches will tell us, don't look behind you. Don't look to see who's behind you or to see how close they are because this slows the runner down. It causes us to lose pace in our race. So that's what sin does. Once we realize that sin has become a distraction in our life, we must confess it. It has to be dealt with if we're going to win this race. We have to leave it behind. We can't keep looking back at it and looking back at it, which is called shame, and we can't allow it to slow us down. When we spend time dwelling on past sin, we get distracted from what God wants to do in our life today. In order to be victorious in our race, we must persevere through hardship. And that brings us to number five, focus. I mentioned that sin slows us down, but a lack of focus will cause us to get out of pace. Just like not looking behind us, a runner needs to run his own race. He needs to use his training strategies. He needs to do what he and the coach came up with as far as how he was designed, what his strengths are, what his breath is, what his pace is, so that he runs his own race. One sure way to lose a race is to try to run like someone else. And the same goes for our Christian race also. If we focus on the gifts and the talents of other people, if we focus on the plans that God has given to other people, then we're going to lose out on our mark. We're going to miss our mark. We're going to get out of timing. We're going to be distracted and we're going to lose our pace and we could eventually get tripped up. We see this in the story of David and Goliath. King Saul wanted David to wear the king's armor into battle with Goliath. But when David put it on, he realized, man, this armor does not fit me. I am not going to be able to fight in all of this stuff. David took off all of the armor. He kept his focus on who God was, and he knew that in God and with God's help, he was going to be able to defeat the giant. And that's exactly what happened. You know, Jesus addresses this with Peter in John 21. Jesus and Peter are in this conversation, and Jesus is talking to Peter about his love for him. He kept asking Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter kept saying, yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. But in all of that, Peter was encouraged by Jesus to show his commitment to Christ to show the race that he was supposed to run by taking care of the body of Christ. Jesus kept saying, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. And at the conclusion of this conversation that they're having, Peter sees John walking towards them and he turns to Jesus and he says, well, what about him? What about John? To which Jesus responds, what is that to you? Follow me. 
So again, getting back to our race, it's important that we keep our focus on the strategy, the plan, the purposes, and the way God has made us and the walk that he wants us to have and not be concerned about what the right hand or the left hand is doing, what sister so-and-so and and brother who's it is over there doing. We must keep our focus on Christ so that we're running our own race if we're going to win. So to recap, this race we're doing together called life, there are plenty of challenges in it, but God is aware of every single one of those challenges. And he has given us some coaching strategies in his word and by his spirit that when we implement them, we will be called winners. The winner will keep on running. The winner will use these key elements in their race. First of all, they'll get qualified to be on God's team. That's through salvation. They'll understand and prioritize the goal that they're heaven bound through their daily walk. Not that works replace the salvation price that Jesus Christ paid for, but it is by works that we show our faith and demonstrate our faith. So we've got salvation through Christ, the goal of being heaven bound and living a victorious daily life. Then we have to train constantly. We have to push forward. We have to be humble. We have to be teachable if we're going to be able to keep on running. We've got to persevere. That's the fourth one. Don't quit. Keep the faith. Press forward. And then always maintain our focus. We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. Again, don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. The Bible talks about looking straight ahead and keeping our eyes on the prize. That's how we win. Father, we thank you for this message today, and I pray that it has been an encouragement to someone. If there is anyone, Lord, that is out there listening that's ready to quit, that's ready to give up, that's so discouraged, I just say, keep on going. Keep on running, sister. Keep on running, brother, because God knows where you're at. He has your answer. He can give you the strength. Persevere. Don't quit. Don't give up. Call on him and he will answer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you for being with us today. And don't forget to access all of the mini podcasts and study guides that are available to help you. And you know what? I'm going to throw out a specific challenge today. I'm going to challenge you to share the everydaychristlike.com link with at least two people this week. Now, we all know how to text. It's really easy to do. So send it out there so that you can be part of our mission to know the Word of God, to apply the Word of God, and to share Christ with somebody each and every day. God bless you.